This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Morning, everybody. Hallelujah. All these services in between morning and afternoon. Hallelujah. In the moment, it shall soon be afternoon. So good morning and afternoon in, in anticipation. We have been praying for the past few days um, concerning mercy. And um, from our prayer schedule, from our world quarters, as the Lord has given unto our dear spiritual father, uh, Daddy Gio, that we should have this number of days of prayer this year. Uh, today is the 21 day or the 21st day of the one that we are praying of mercy. Uh, but as I mentioned unto you, we're not stopping. Amen. Uh, so even though we're having another 5.30 prayer today, uh, from tomorrow we still continue uh, praying to the end of the month. That's what I believe the Lord wanted us to do. But when I went for a walk this morning, I said, Lord, what do we do now? And um, we have been given the permission, I believe, by the Lord to continue this fasting prayer until the end of fasting. And so we have that. I don't even know when the end of fasting is. It should be sometimes in April. Sometimes in March. Hallelujah. So it should be sometime in March. Amen. And then uh, by the special grace of God, we will receive the fullness of blessing. You know, this year, there will be no exception to blessing amongst us. I am convinced in my heart because I read that part of the scripture, I think Matthew chapter 9, possibly Luke chapter 8 again, where the Bible says constantly, and that all that came unto him, he healed them all. Uh, he delivered them all. I believe that heal all, deliver all power is still available. And by the special grace of God, you shall be a recipient of that in Jesus' name. Our test today is taken from 1 Chronicles chapter 17, verses 11 to 13. 1 Chronicles 17, 11 to 13. And our title is Receiving and Retaining the Mercy of God. Receiving and Retaining the Mercy of God. I read 1 Chronicles chapter 17, verse 11. And it shall be when your days are fulfilled, when you must go to be with your fathers, that I will set up your seed after you, who will be of your sons, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build me a house, and I will establish his throne forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. And I will not take my mercy away from him, as I took it from him who was before him. It's one of the most encouraging passage in scripture and also one of the most depressing part of scripture. Two people were contrasted there. He said there was a man who was before King David unto whom this word came. And there was a man who was also or at that time would, have, would be after him. And David was in the middle of both of them. And the father was expressing unto him, he said, you know, I will make a demarcation between both of them. Something will be different. Number one, something will be common. What will be common is that both of them will enjoy mercy. Oh, I will pick them from nowhere. 
They, they, just as I picked you, they would, nobody will ever know I can do what I will do with them. Because that was what happened to Saul. Saul was so blessed of the Lord, so much mercy. Not only was he physically endowed, not only was it militarily endowed. You know that man was also spiritually endowed. He was the only king, the Bible clearly said that he prophesied. And when they say prophesy in those days, they, they speak like what is close to what we say being in tongues now. They will be in a trance, in kind of a trance, in between the, the, the physical and the, and the spiritual, in between the terrestrial and the celestial. Saul enjoyed that. But there was immediately the contrast between him and Solomon who came after David. What was the contrast? He says, in case of Solomon, he will enjoy many blessings. He will have his own way of expressing the goodness of the Lord. But above all, I will not take my mercy away from him. And immediately that word came out of the mouth of God. God was banned by those words. Meaning that irrespective of what this boy does, or what he will eventually find that he did, I will be merciful to him. May the Lord cut such a covenant with you. I don't, I'm, I'm desperate for that. Oh, it's not to get out of jail to do whatever you like. If you have God in you, you can't enjoy wrong dream. But it is a guarantee. It is an insurance that whenever you misstep, God's mercy will not be removed. And I've shared that with you before. That the first person that introduced idolatry to Israel was not Jeroboam. And but the blame was always put on Jeroboam. It was Solomon that introduced idolatry. He was the one that gathered the one from Egypt, from everywhere, and started worshiping them. But God kind of overlooked it. Ah, may God overlook your error and begin to help you as you go on this journey. And many were like that in scripture. Apostle Peter had so many starts and stops, but the mercy of God was not removed from him. I pray the mercy of God shall not be removed from you. Shall not be removed. Because we can't be praying for mercy. And the thing vamoose tomorrow. How many have got so many? The, the only difference between the successful and the fail, failure, those that, that are successful and those that failed, is that the successful, they tend to keep their blessing. Those that fail, somehow they drop it somewhere along the line. There's nobody that God has not shown goodness to. Some, they just held it for longer than the other. Oh, see, the, let's look, talk about the physically rich ones. Many of them started very struggling, but one day they hit money, and the money they hit never departed from them. When I was growing up, it were not those millionaires that were there, that are there now. Many of you, you know, probably didn't know. I don't still think they're still as big as they used to be. You know, country like Nigeria, some of you came from different parts of that country. I was a man that used to be called Dantata. I was, well, need to be careful with some details I'm sharing now because they are professional details. May Deribe. Some of you have not heard of it. These are real rich guys. Some of you have heard of even the likes of Ujuku before, the first real pan millionaire in that country. Some of you have heard of Odutola before. I don't know how well the Hebrews are doing that. All over the place, they are scattered like that. I'm using what you can relate to to tell you that blessing can stay and blessing can go. May the blessing in our lives remain. May it remain. Many started well in ministry. We can't hear of them anymore. But there are some we are still hearing about them. 
And we continue to hear about them. Somebody celebrated 40 years in ministry. You think 40 years is a joke? 10 years, be there. You check out the number of demons that are after you. Check out the number of slander that is waiting for you. But somebody kept something for 40 years. Maurice Arulo celebrated one time, 80 years in ministry. The man that celebrated 40 years was there because we were there together. It was held in Hell's Court in London. And he spoke immediately after somebody spoke. When Maurice Arulo said that was his 80th year in ministry. And the man said, wow. You see, what to covet is what to get. And the man, I can't remember this, his number of years in ministry at that time. He said, that is what we call enduring ministry. And he kept quiet for a long time. Possibly pray that you touch 40, you touch 80. If the Lord spare me, I will do 82. What do you see that you covet? Or do you just complain? God will help you and I. But today, the message of the Lord is that the mercy of God, we can retain it. We shall retain it. And don't ever think you will retain it by your power. Unless God helps a person. This race is too hard and it's too long. Hard in the sense that you have an uphill to climb most of the time. And long is that when you think it should soon be over, it's never over. As a little child, I remember, I was sitting in the living room with my mother at that time. It's one of the commonest jokes I cried with her. You know, that we, cried. we have a few jokes, you know. Being the last born, you know, very strict family setting is all those ones with demarcations were so clear. But we crossed that barrier once occasionally. And it's also not much of a joke. I don't know, some things are funny to me that are not funny to other people. And then we say that, you know, Jesus will come, Jesus will come, you know, and then, and it wasn't much of a joke. And we just, we just agreed. I said, if you say, what if he does not come? What happens? You say, Jesus is coming. You have sold everything. You are waiting for him. And then he didn't come. And then he didn't just stay with me. You know, the story there is a long journey. It's a long journey where nobody knows when it will end. If I start out from here to London, I know when I will get to London. If you start here in this kingdom, we don't know when it will end. You will end well. We shall end well in Jesus' name. I asked so much, I wrote down. And the Lord was saying, just go there. I don't know who I'm speaking to now. Just to say, just go. I was trying to revise my note. And, Lord, and, and, and I believe that's a purpose when he tells me like that. He said, just go. Because I know, prophetically, somebody that you are about to give up on this journey. The Lord asked me to tell you, you will finish well. Because don't ever forget Jude, chapter 1. I think verse 24 or so, or thereabout. He said, he's able to keep that which I've committed to his hand. It will keep your blessing and you will step into it and you will rejoice in it in the name of Jesus Christ. So that was our man's song. But all I said, let me temper it a little bit for you. Amen? What I've said is actually, for believers, is actually rare. You may not be exactly where God, but once we start on this journey, it's rare if you really know Jesus for him to continue. Because they that the Father has given unto me, John chapter 7, verse 27, John chapter 10, verse 27, he said, they that the Father has given unto me, nobody can take them from my hand. But let us reinforce that little percentage that remains so that we shall not be part of that small statistics. Hallelujah. Receiving blessing, what, sorry, receiving mercy, that's what we have been doing since we started this particular month. 
But I will lay a little bit of emphasis on how to keep the message you have received. Amen. How to keep the message you have received. And there are two simple things that are required of you. Number one, you must know and acknowledge the root the mercy that you have came from. Or know and acknowledge the root your mercy came through. Uh, root, I've been hearing that many of us, we call it route now. Since um, English and British trained, I stay with root for R-O-U-T-E. So whenever you hear root, just say route in your own heart and ignore me. Is that okay? All right, so I'll stick with my root. That's what they taught me. And uh, I will keep that. So know and acknowledge the route your mercy came through. Number two, respond correctly to the channel of your mercy. Respond correctly. And I'll tell you quickly the three main routes mercies flow from. People miss it because they don't even know the message is flowing through those routes. Greatest challenge in life is people missing the source of their blessing. Haggai was right there. The Bible said there's a water, source of water, a well nearby her, but until her eyes were opened. Uh, one of the greatest challenges of life is that you are sitting next to your blessing and we don't know it is there. Somebody, there's, your breakthrough, your breakthrough is next to you, but the person may not know. And so it's very paramount that we recognize above all all these sources of blessing. But I will not dwell on them with Bible verses. I will only dwell on how you can retain the blessing. Number one, mercy can come for, all, for us through our Heavenly Father, directly from God. And that is the common. All blessings come from Him. But you can root it through people. You can root it through you know, people around you. You can root it through circumstances. You can root it even through things. I mentioned to you before, mercy extends to the fact that your dog does not bite you. And just look at you, we just have mercy. Uh, I'm sure many of you that you love dogs in, around here, you say dogs don't bite. Okay, where I came from, they do bite. But you are quite aware that there are some wild dogs around here. Little, little things like that. Little, little things. That God will arrange it so that you don't have home accidents. It's part of God's mercy. That the knife that is to cut you somehow will miss your hand. You know, I, I, my understanding of mercy is all-encompassing. That mercy is that the whole elements will work for you. So we can go on and on about how you can receive mercy. But that's not my topic today. The pain of my heart or the, the burden of my heart today is how can you retain the ones that you have. And the first one we said is that mercy comes through our Heavenly Father. Amen. And the bulk of the mercies we receive, forgiveness of sin, protection, and many more, that is the root they come through to us. How do we retain this mercy and keep the channel flowing? How do we retain the mercy that is from God and keep the channel flowing? Number one, recognize God as your source privately and publicly. So that's how to retain. That's under big number one, mercy through God. So you can retain your mercy and you can keep it flowing by recognizing God as your source privately and publicly. Privately, is it publicly is hard. Many of us, we are in situations, maybe at our day job, that when we experience mercy of God, because of the non-religious, but better word should be the non-spiritual environment, non-clean spiritual environment we live in, nobody wants to own up that this blessing is not because of my ability, but because of God's mercy. If you will continue to enjoy God's mercy, your mouth must open to say it. In respect of what people will say. And don't let us be a little bit abrasive. Don't let us be, you know, do it in such a way to put people off. 
If your progress that is being made as you are seeing your doctor is going faster than the doctors expected, and they say, well, this progress is far, far beyond what we think. And I missed such opportunity. And I went to my doctor, and he was telling me, you know, my, my eye specialist, and he was telling me, man, your recovery is far, far beyond what we think. I missed the opportunity. And I'm standing here today. When I have that, I'm going to tell him. I said, you know why my progress is quicker? It's because God is the one that is making it to be quicker. We, 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 we share because we, you know, a little bit younger than me, we, we joined the cross a little bit and all the rest of that. He also went through Rock College of Sojourn Edinburgh and all the rest of that. So we, we had a relationship. Even without it, you should still be able to tell people that you come across that what you are enjoying because of the mercy of God. Can, you, can I hear amen onto that one? Don't hide it. Those that are the contrary side, they are bold enough to say what God is doing for them. Don't hide it. Psalm 89 verse 1. Psalms 89 verse 1. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known your faithfulness to all generations. All generations mean the generations of the rich and the poor, the generations of the old and the young, the generations of the believers and the unbelievers. When the Bible means generation, it means grouping of people. All generations, those that like me, those that don't like me, generation of friends and enemies. With my mouth will I make known your faithfulness. Tell your family members. Rub them around. Some of them, and one of the things I will tell you later, in fact, hopefully, if I don't bring forth, Acts chapter 28, some you are in this room or you are listening somewhere, not necessarily in this room, actually, when I use room, please just believe I'm talking a virtual room, you know, that people thought that your problem is because of your error and your mistake. Very soon they will change their language. That what you are going through is because uh, we don't know, we don't know. Because that was the story concerning Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 28. The serpent beat him. And the Bible said they were all waiting to see whether he would swell up and fall down and die. He said when they have waited a long time, people will wait a long time to see you fall and you will not fall. So after that, and you don't know people that are waiting. You are of age. We are not ignorant. People that you think, you know, all these WhatsApp sharings, they are very funny. And please don't live here. I'm not preaching your family or in-law or your people are witches and wizards. I'm not saying that. But it's very smart and very instructive. I, you know, I, they post them. To, I delete them almost immediately, to be honest, because they will clog my phone. And the man says, I don't pray for your enemies to die. I said, no one of you seen it before? He said, you may have to bury all your relatives, many of your relatives. There are people that, know, please don't be paranoid. I'm serious about it. But don't. There are people that you think are wishing you well. There's in, the world is so full, but thank God he has kept you. We continue to keep you. Amen to that one. So what we are saying is that even amongst those people, let them know that God has been faithful to you. Hallelujah. How do we retain the message that comes directly from God? Number two. Never take the credit to yourself or take things for granted. Never take the credit to yourself or do what? Or take things for granted. Remember where you were coming from. I know some of you were bought with, born with um, not silver spoon, but platinum spoon in your mouth. Some of us were not. 
You know, some of you, you know, the day they, you know, can bring all the superlative into it. I mean, in the, you, are, you are up there. Some of us, we know where we're coming from. Not just only materially, where we're coming from spiritually. You know, that all the others we have crossed, if not for the message of the Lord. If you have three near death experiences, you are still alive today. Give thanks unto God. And that's one standing before you. If many thought, those thoughts were rooting for you, they said, this boy has finally blown it now. He can't forget it. He said, I don't know what entitled to his head. Join gangs of people that were doing wrongs. They were not carrying God's water. I mean, just, just doing what men, young men did in those days. And it was just sure root for not making it. And then suddenly they discovered that I had a career path. Suddenly they discovered I was able to do a professional course that could earn me good living, you know, or that did hand me good living. But the truth of the matter is that I knew where I was coming from. Do you know where you were coming from? David knew where he was coming from. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord. And he said, who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? I don't want to make story of any people, but public families, families in public domain. You might think they're going well for them. Some are very dysfunctional. Royal families all over the world. If they also, they better know where they were coming from. Am I making sense right now? So I'm telling you that there's nobody that should not be able to say, I know where I was coming from. I know that I'm not here because of my goodness. That's, that's as good as it gets. If you're a member of a royal family. Popular royal families. Very murky history. If God will pick somebody and save from there, they better say, Lord, I know where I was coming from. I can't see your hand. How many of you are from a major worldwide known royal family that you are listening to me today? If you are, just test me later. Maybe you will help us somewhere. Number three, align yourself continually with his will and way. Amen? Align yourself continually with God's will and way. That is very, very important. Never take the mercy of God for granted. Align yourself continually. If you stumble, get up again. Ask God to help you. Propose in your heart you will do that which is right in his sight. And what did he say in Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9? Therefore know, wow, time is gone, almost 10 past. Therefore know that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations. Hallelujah. With those who love him and keep his commandment. The grace so that sin will not dominate your life and my life shall be released upon us in the name of Jesus Christ. We will be among those who love him and keep his commandment. Some, they are trying to love him. We love him, but they are not keeping the commandment that they should. But God will help us. He will help us. That's mercy through the Father. Number two, mercy through your friends. God raises people up in your life to show you mercy. And please recognize them. Sometimes you get things not, be, not on your own account, on the account of people that you know. That's why you must be very, very careful the way you treat people. I'm still going to teach a lot more on, 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 on relationships. Be, treat people well. Don't, it does not matter if they don't treat you well. That's not your business. There's a reward for you treating them well. It's never, uh, you treat me or I treat you well. And Jesus Christ said, that, what gain do you have? If you do good to those that do good to you, he said that you're just like the unbelievers. You're just like the Gentiles. Treat people well. 
Look at David here. This boy, Mephibosheth, does not desire what he got in 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 1. 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 1. Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness? Uh-huh. What does the whole Bible say? For that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. Do you know that as educated as you are, as so much as you are in the abroad, as they say, there are some people in some local places that can still bless you through the influence of your father. I hope you know that. There are ordinary meetings. Maybe, maybe, I mean, most came from that background. Maybe papa or daddy was a peasant farmer. And there are people that they cross their ways. They've been good to one another. Ah, you are the son of John. Ah, it might just be blessing out of their mouths. Always remember, keep such relationships going because you don't know the blessing that may flow from me. Can I hear amen from that? That's how God dispenses mercy. You don't need to search very far. There's somebody somewhere that God has placed in your way. I've bored you telling you that. The very first job I got in my life, reasonably praying job, says primary school teacher in the definitely the best school in my town, I got it through somebody said, ah, and then started saying one or two things about my father. He was not the most popular person in the world. Thank God for his life. He did his best. But the little interaction he had with them. So I'm not talking about you living legacy now. I'm talking about you eating legacy that's left for you. Amen. Amen. Go and dig it out somewhere. And God will open your eyes to see it in Jesus' name. But how do you, how do you keep receiving such? Number one, recognize such blessings and celebrate them. Amen. Do not forsake your own friend and your father's friend. Proverbs 27 verse 10. Proverbs 27 verse 10. Do not forsake your own friend and your father's friend. Do not forsake your own friend and your father's friend. Do not forsake your own friend and your father's friend. Don't tell me, pastor, but my friend forsakes me. The Bible says you don't forsake them. Because we are very, we are very quick to ask the question, what about, we call it what aboutism. And what about if they don't, you just go and do your own. I make up my mind, anyone that is my friend, I will be there for you. I will not be treacherous to you. And that takes me to number two immediately. Never repay them with treachery. Because Proverbs 17 verse 13 says, Proverbs 17 verse 13 says, whoever rewards evil for good, you know the rest of the story, evil will not depart from his or her house. If people have done you good, no matter, the Bible did not say, whoever repays evil, with good that has been recently done. Because somebody that has done good for you a long time ago, if he does some little evil to you, now, remember the good they have done. And I learned that from Daddy Jew, how he kept people around him. He said, he wants to remember, he has got thousands and tens of thousands of people that have got reasonably close relationship with him in ministry. And remember some young boys and young men and young ladies, they just misbehave and do things. He said, what God has helped not to carry on forgiveness is that we remember there was a time they did something good. Do you think like that? That's how to keep mercy going. Issue of relationship is very paramount in my heart. There are many that are missing it. You won't miss yours in the name of Jesus. Look out for their interest and take care of them. Amen? Look out for their interest and take care of them. In Luke Chapter 7, verses 1 to 5, a long passage, but I read quickly for you. Let the scriptures say his own story there. Look out for their interests and take care of them. 
May the Lord write these things on the tables of your heart. Do you know people fail in life not because they don't know big things? Do you know that? Do you know why people fail in life? They refuse to do small, obvious things. It's never about, so usually when you hear things like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you tick them off. But it, it, the, the real place where Robert hits the road is that with this week, these next seven days, you will find situations like this that you would need to apply this. And then you regularly apply them and you become what you have to be. Luke chapter 7 verse 1. And a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving, for he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. Jesus did not say, why are you doing rub my back, rub your back? Never, not the moment. Jesus knew that's the way it works. He said, this man... He didn't have to be synagogue for them. He was not a believer. He just saw these Jewish people are needing a building. He built the synagogue for them. And the man said, well, I had I one Jew as risen amongst two. Very powerful doing miracles. I don't have access to him. Can you help me speak to him? And somebody knew somebody, somebody knew. Then they got to Jesus. And what they told him, he said, please, they begged him earnestly. May God raise people that will beg earnestly for your favor and your blessing. That many of us, we are not making it because there's nobody that is begging earnestly on our behalf behind the scene. Somebody that will say, ah, please, whatever. Say, take out of my credit and use for him. He said, what to promise me, don't give me. Give this man. I know people that they're in their own company. They put their own job on the line. They said this without anything, you know, not straight and covey or whatever. Straight matter. They insisted that somebody should be brought to that company at their great risk to their own selves. And there are people, they never help anybody. The problem with such is that your children may not be helped. Don't ever think in your life that you got to where you got simply because of your own effort. Most of what we are doing at our own age now, we're not doing for ourselves anymore. It's for those that are coming behind. Spiritual children and biological children. Some people, you are too straight. I'm not saying do anything dubious. There are times when you speak for people. People are spoken for you before. Everywhere I am today, somebody spoke for me. May God raise people to speak for you. Finally, mercy through your enemies. That's one you don't even know will be there. Oh, yes. God can use anyone to bless you. Oh, yes. I did a fairly long passage for you again. Acts 27, 21 to 25. Listen to the story. But after long, Apostle Paul was being taken to Jerusalem to face trial. And in the midst of all that, what happened? Right on the way, there was a storm. And uh, he warned them that he should not set out anyway. The storm was so bad, and they were to drown. Um, storms in those day, you know, on the Sea of Galilee and all those places, they could be very frightening. Uh, but they, I think they were just going um, on the Mediterranean, because that's where the, what they call the Great Sea was at that time. But after long abstinence from food, when they were all being afraid, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have said from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship.'" 
For there stood by me this night an angel of the, God, of, of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, do not be afraid, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. They were not his friend. Paul was not a friend unto them. These were his tormentors. They were taking him to trial. He was a prisoner. But these people, they got blessed through a person that was in the position of an enemy unto them. I can multiply an example for you. Genesis chapter 30, verse 27. Laban said to him, Please stay if I have found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. He has taken Jacob as an enemy, but God still blessed him for his sake. You know the case of Joseph and Potiphar's family. So it was, Genesis 39 verse 5. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptians house for Joseph's sake, for Joseph's sake, for Joseph's sake. There are some things that are being held together because of the mercy that God has on somebody next to you. They don't need to be your friend. All God has to do is that as long as this person is here, be careful people that are rather cantankerous that you want to eject from your life. They may be the source of blessing or the source of mercy you are enjoying. God's calculation is very complex. Very, very complex. Life is complexly interconnected. And so how do you keep that? Number one, remember that we all enjoy things based on someone else's credit. Number two, allow others to benefit from your God-given credit. A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. Remember, your enemies are kept alive so that they may see God's power manifesting in you. Stop praying that your enemies should die. I know we don't pray it here. But most of the time, so that they can see the glory of God on your life. On your life. You prepare it will be for me the presence of my enemy. You know that. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Hallelujah. Even when Jesus is coming by Revelation chapter 1 verse 7, behold, he is coming with clouds. And every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. I will close on that. As many, and there are people, there are people, there are people, brethren, I don't know, that seems coming back, coming back, coming back to my heart, that may, you may think are wishing you well, they have no good plan for you, but don't worry yourself, before then you will prosper. You will do well. In fact, they will live to see it. I've seen many happen like that in my life. And you will not be an exception in the name of Jesus Christ. We're going to pray very quickly. Pray one or two prayer points. Amen. And then we will give unto the Lord. And listen to the announcement. And we'll be on our way very soon. Your blessings you will retain. You will retain it. You're going to say, Father, by your mercy, let my detractors change their mind. By seeing your great power manifest in me. That was the story I told you before in Acts chapter 28. It's a very strong one in my heart. That God will cause your detractors to change them. When they see that the evil they thought is upon you has been self-inflicted, that they will change their mind when they see the glory of God upon you. Number two, you say, all my days, I shall never fall into disfavor with my heavenly father. In the name of Jesus, I shall never fall into disfavor. His mercy I will daily enjoy all my days. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. He said, I receive grace 
to respond correctly to mercy in the name of Jesus. Pride and self-will shall not deprive me of mercy in the name of Jesus. Lift your voices and cry unto the Lord right now. I receive grace to respond correctly to mercy in the name of Jesus. Pride and self-will shall not deprive me of mercy in the name of Jesus. Every mercy flow in my direction, I will receive. I will receive and I will not lose any mercy. Thank you, eternal Father. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Rock of ages, we thank you. The giver of all good things, we bless you. We stand in your name this afternoon, knowing that you are the source of all mercy. Every mercy that I hear that will flow into our lives, we shall lose none. We shall lose none. We shall constantly be candidates of mercy in the name of Jesus Christ. And keep us close to yourself. Help us to do what is right in your sight. Let your name be glorified. Thank you, eternal Father. The declaration we have made out of our head today right now, every form of sickness shall be healed. Your people shall be set free. Smenia is not expecting it. The sister testified she was not expecting anything. And suddenly the Lord showed up for her. Oh Lord, show up for your people. Let your name be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Jesus, marvelous name we pray. Right, we're dancing as they're singing and rejoicing. Please give unto the Lord this afternoon. And um, either give sparingly shall also reap sparingly. Either give bountifully shall of the Spirit read reap abundantly as well. They'll put it on the screen. Please let's just have a song. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.